I'm Bradders. And I'm Georgie. And we are Queens of the Hungle. Queens of the Hungle is a podcast where we hunsplain the world around us, celebrate feminism in action, and say I cannot to bigotry in all its forms. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Hungle. Hungle. How are you keeping, Hungle listeners? Are you, are you warm? Are you coping with the snow? The snow? Did it snow? I hadn't heard about it. <laughs> Speaking of, Georgie, what can you cannot this week? Because I'm I... wondering if one of them might be snow. Yeah, can I cannot? Yeah, the snow did do my head and I will admit that. I cannot. The reaction to Kate Middleton not wearing black at the BAFTAs. Oh. I think that the backlash she got for it was really uncalled for and people need to educate themselves on what it is to be a royal. She cannot be part of yes you I did that she cannot show any sort of political leanings but I was not political it is it is I'm afraid she can't you basically can't have an opinion so just shut the fuck up and she's really pregnant and she went still when she you know she'd be at home eating cheese yeah damn right those have passed me by I had no idea yeah Mm. but then I don't watch awards it's just the standard I didn't sit through it mate they're long yeah it's tomorrow night it lasts like three weeks yeah yawn it's gonna be awkward damn right (laughs) um I cannot being an adult when it's snowing because I, everyone's been going oh my god this fucking stuff I love it I really enjoy it yeah you've been really annoying about how much you've enjoyed it exactly like, I know it's inconvenient but it's so pretty it's and so then pretty. you stared out the window at it and now it's melting and, and I find that really sad but that's what I mean like what I wanted was to be out there playing in the snow sledging down the hill having snowball fights and what I got was being in an office which has a roof that's not sealed properly so snow kept falling on me Lol. so maybe that serves me right for having a positive attitude towards snow <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. That's... I know there was just one little snow cloud above you. That's <laughs> what it felt like. I got so wet and I was so grumpy. <laughs> um, I cannot. The actress Emma Chambers died suddenly of a heart attack. She played oh, Alice yes. in Vicar of Dibley, um, was in Notting Hill and was a tremendous comedy actress. And I just read today it was a heart attack and it's very sad. She wasn't very old either, was she? 53, mate. That is so sad. No age. No age at all. No. I cannot. Men telling the Me Too movement that they've got it wrong. <laughs> Namely, Matthew Paris um, wrote in the Times an article. Who is he? He's, uh, I think he's a political figure. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Like, but he was basically going... Me Too movement is all wrong because what they're doing is playing the victim and feminism isn't about playing the victim. I had a stalker once, do you see me playing the victim? And you're like, oh, dude, there is so much in there that I cannot. (laughs) And it's not our job to educate you on the finer points of what the Me Too movement actually is. But if you've been paying any attention, you know that it's not about claiming victimhood what it's about is solidarity and just talking about it and talking about the system systematic problems within loads of different organizations and yes there's the extent to which it could be stalkers um or people being sexually abused or harassed or raped but there's also just kind of not tolerating in say a work environment that sort of harassment that seems to have been commonplace for like ever. Oh, why does he have to pick it apart? I mean, you know, I have my issues with the Me Too movement, but it start it started a conversation. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what it intended to do and what it has done. Picking it apart, you just you're not helping, man. No, not helping. And who at asked him? <laughs> I know what we really needed was a middle class white guy weighing in on how we're all getting it wrong and now he even feels that strongly about it he just wanted to pour some petrol on a fire which is often the case it's exactly. so dull i know yawn i cannot touch point cash machine screens <laughs> this happened today and i lost my temper i had to go to sainsbury's with a mild hangover i didn't want to go sarah but i had to because they have any food and um i need to draw out some money and it took me three goes because it's so slow on the thing when you tap it for the numbers to come up and that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, McNewen. Forest Hill problems. My final one is I cannot with the porn ban. This is something... <laughs> what? Yeah. They're banning porn? Well, to an extent, yeah. There's... I know, they can't a, do this. Look of horror on Georgie's face after the conversation we uh, had last night. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Essentially, the, this has been in the pipeline for a while, where in the UK, mm-hmm. they are very keen by April to bring in um, legislation that means that you cannot view porn without having an age check. 
Now, ostensibly, they're saying it's to protect children from accidentally stumbling across porn. And yeah, absolutely, uh, the, the internet is just... Yeah, you could... for porn and there is loads of porn there and it's so easy to find it mm. accidentally even if that's not what you're looking for mm. and I do think that it's damaging to young children to have their first experience of sex be porn Yeah, because I mean it's damaging potentially to adults who watch too much of it let alone children there's some niche stuff out there as well yeah. that would really confuse them <laughs> like the, whole, the whole kind of conversation about consent and everything not very much addressed through porn, no, I feel. No. So anyway, but the issue here is that they want to bring in age verification for any porn and all porn. But what it means is that no one then will be able to access without providing, say, their credit card details. Yeah. And it means that any porn site will then have a register of names and addresses and details and personal details of anyone. Oh, come on, is nothing sacred anymore? least of all my ability to have a wank in peace you know what I mean but essentially yeah they do and that makes it very vulnerable to hackers Mm. who will of course go after it yeah the other issue is that it's stifling creativity and the ability for websites to run because any website that doesn't conform with what the government says it wants will be shut down yeah so it just means that the really rich websites that have the ability to put these checks in place. Yeah. Um, I've forgotten the name of the one. There's basically the one website that's being create that's creating this age verification software happens to also be the one that owns Pornhub, uh-huh. which has taken over all of internet porn. Basically, yeah. you porn stars and things can't make money anymore because everything just appears on Pornhub for free. Yeah. But if you that that's a whole another conversation about if you listen to the butterfly effect. Um, podcast which is all about the porn industry it's so fascinating i really recommend you listen to it it's amazing amazing journalism but anyway yeah this whole organization are it's 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 very self-protective and it's driving out competition it's turning it's going to just be a one-stop shop Mm. and they're going to own everything and all the rights and yeah i just the whole thing is a bit problematic and it's probably going to come in next month Right, so I, I need to download all the porn yes. then. <laughs> there will always be ways around it, I'm sure. Like, you know, you can use a VPN or something. Oh, God, but... these stupid kids. Why? <laughs> Don't they have... Stop looking at porn. Yeah, stop looking at porn. ruining it for everyone. You get parental locks and shit, can't you? Yeah, but... you. Generally... I blame the parents. Sort it out. <laughs> it's Georgie's two cents on Why it. am I having to suffer because you can't raise your kids properly? There, I said it. Exactly. Let Georgie get her rocks off when she sees Yeah, fit. when I want, and I don't want people knowing. I feel like this is a good segue into actually what it the is topic, a bit, yeah. <laughs> the subject of hunger today. Which is birth control. Yeah. Um, something me and Sarah both exercise, is that the right way to put it? Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. We exercise. Yeah, practice it, yeah. (laughs) We practice controlling birth. Um, Neither of us have birthed. I don't want to birth. No. Um, I don't want to have kids, um, uh, maybe not at all, but I don't know. Again, it's that thing that we we always say this, don't we? Never say never. She don't know what's going to happen, but it's not in my game plan right now. No, and it's never really appealed, to be perfectly honest. I'll say it personally with me, birth control, I love it. Mm. Um, I'm on the pill and it's fantastic. And mine's a really clever one that stops my periods altogether, uh, which is also incredible. What's it called? What one are you on? Sarah's at. It's a progesterone. I can never say that word. Progesterone. Progesterone. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, based one. And mm-hmm. um, it's awesome. Uh, fun fact, I had to come off my old one because uh, I was getting migraines. And they really panicked because you can die. You get like a blood clot and shit. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you really need to come off that. I'm like, Ugh, must I? Well, this one, and uh, I love it, it's terrific. My stuvery, I don't want to have a baby, but also the drugs I take, the immunosuppressants I take for my arthritis, uh, you can't have children when you're on it. And yeah. there are a lot of dangers if you do get pregnant when you're on it as well to me. Uh, so it oh, was wow. just, as soon as I started shagging, the doctor was like, you'll get straight on the pill. But I was like, all right, <laughs> let's do it. My concern and my two cents on birth control is particularly with the pill is, the hormones, the synthetic hormones, we are stuffing into our bodies. Mm. Reason this is, I will tell you a tale. Uh, my mum, <laughs> my mum, uh, a couple of years ago, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Don't worry, she's fine. She's fine. This isn't going to be a cancer sob story. She smashed it. It was um, grade, not grade one. Yeah, grade stage. one, stage one. 
grade one. It's like houses. Um, and uh, they got it early. Get your fucking mammograms done. Because had she not... And she nearly missed hers because it was snowing. Oh, there Ooh. you go. Um, but she went and got it done. And uh, they caught it early. And um, she's doing all right. Hers a hormone receptive cancer. There are lots of different types of breast cancer. That is one where your body's cells and the estrogen or the progesterone that's being chucked into it, um, you take the cells. And she was on HRT for a long time for the menopause. HRT is a big dose of estrogen. Why can't I say these words? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Because you don't need to, babe. Yeah, why should I have to? Just take the pill. Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to know what's in it. Yeah, what's in it. And um, because she was having so much of these things, that caused her breast cancer. Fucking hell. And I think, because we know so little about the pill from when it came in, it's our generation who are going to, I think, be the sufferers of... I mean, I've been on it... How old am I? 31. Oh, it's my, it's my birthday this week. Thanks. Yay! Happy birthday, Georgie. We'll discuss that later. Um, I was 31, and I'm fine with that. Clearly. Uh, so I've been on the pill for 14 years. It's 14 years that I've put synthetic hormones into my body. Yeah, I've been... I went on the pill at 15, mm. so yeah, I've been on it longer. But not not the pill, actually. I, I was on the pill from 15 to 18. And that, ostensibly at the time, was to manage my periods. Mm-hmm. Which I reckon is going to be the same story for quite a lot of people. In terms of... Um, well, I, I started my periods when I was about 10. Mm-hmm. And they've always been... 10, mate. That's yeah, such mad. That was early. But they've always been really painful and really heavy. Mm-hmm. And so I went on... I remember the visit going to the doctor's office to talk about like Ornagon pill and my mum very much I had a boyfriend at the time it was my first serious boyfriend mum was like just because you're going on the pill doesn't mean that you know that you should be rushing into having sex or anything like you don't have to have sex you have to do I was like I know (laughs) I know it's okay and I'm not good and I was very good I waited until my 16th birthday Mm. pretty much bang on two days afterwards Mm. got my bang on is what happened. Boom. I lost my virginity then. Um, but yeah, I was on the pill and I remember um, we used condom as well and all the kind of normal things about losing your virginity. It's painful. Yeah. But it was, I wouldn't have had it any other way to be honest in terms of the situation. Like we, me and the guy had been together for a good few months beforehand. Like we got to know each other. We really, really were into each other and he'd had sex before and I hadn't. And uh. it was just, it. but it, he was really responsive to me and how I was feeling and he felt a lot of pressure I think to be having sex with a virgin when he was like 19 mine was on a sofa bed with a waiter I worked with called Jan <laughs> it was not romantic <laughs> oh boy but George doesn't really do romance anyway so there you go mine was on my bedroom floor with nothing but a lava lamp for light listening to Pink Floyd's The Division Bell Long. <laughs> why the floor mate I don't know. It was we were like by the bed, and yeah. we, we put down. Oh, I think it was because we were afraid of bleeding. Oh right, okay, so, lovely. Yeah, we put down a whole load of towels. Oh my god, way. how practical! I know, but I yeah, that was another thing. I kind of obviously the first time we did it, it was just you know an experience, and it was fucking painful. Mm. Um, and I I think I just didn't. It took me a very long time to twi- twig what an actual orgasm was mm. from that. Like, yeah. I'd obviously made myself orgasm before, but without knowing that's what it was. Mm. Um, like, just being a kid, kind of exploring mm. my body and everything. And I, and then I think it happened once during sex, like, a year later or something. I was like, oh! Oh, that's... Oh, oh I understand. <laughs> I gotcha. I see what's happening here. But it's like diverted from topic. Mm. But yeah, my I went on for period pain management to regular rights because yeah, my my periods were painful and long and completely irregular. Oh god, they they were not regular until I started taking the pill. And then at eighteen, I decided I didn't want to be taking hormones anymore because mm-hmm. I mean I've said before like, as a teenager I put on a shitload of weight. My skin was terrible, and I don't know the extent to which the pill contributed to that mm. well that's just being a teenager mm. um but when I was 18 I had a coil fitted because I decided I was like I want something that I don't have to manage mm-hmm. and think about mm-hmm. and also I wanted something that didn't have hormones so I had the copper one fitted and oh my god I remember doing it at a family planning clinic and be kind of almost going into shock a bit afterwards mm. and being in so much pain 
Yeah, a mate of mine passed out during the procedure. Yeah. I mean, I've had um, uh, positive cells moved, uh, cervical cells moved, and that was pretty horrific. I hated that, man. That was rubbish. Because um, we just missed the HPV vaccination, our generation. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And that's so, do you know, reminded me, I am due a smear. I am this year too. Should we go together? <laughs> yeah, let's hold hands. Yeah, let's do it. Hungle trip out. I've only ever had one smear because I thought I'd had a smear, and it turns out an STD check is not the same as a smear test. No. Although it feels kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. It's like, I've got my legs apart, you've put a speculum inside me, and you've wiggled something around. Yeah, legs I'm up, assume- pants down. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what it's all about. <laughs> but yeah I, I had this thing implanted and obviously they, they kind of I remember them saying at the time we would really recommend this usually for someone who's already had a baby because your womb is bigger like, mm-hmm. sure of course and you put a foreign object inside your womb it's not going to be happy mm. and the procedure itself was kind of fine but it was the two out from two hours afterwards I was at home like completely white sweating started hallucinating because the pain was so bad and just in so much pain i think my mum was there i remember lying on the floor with a hot water bottle on me just like shaking and mum was like oh god we've made a terrible mistake totally fine like that's just my body going the fuck is this it is pretty invasive and you put something foreign into your body it's gonna go uh, hang on yeah i didn't say this was okay no um but and then obviously what happened was I bled for like a month continuously and then it sort of settled itself down and it it was really good like I, I enjoyed not having to worry about it mm-hmm. I you get it changed once every five years um, so I had it when I was 23 again the replacement and then when I was 28 I moved on to the hormone coil mm-hmm. which has been a fucking lifesaver cool because towards the end of my second just normal t-coil the pain was extraordinary oh jesus it because i guess when you're (laughs) when you're cramping Mm. and your womb is having a moment of squeezing and everything and there's a thing in there yeah i I, like i could i just it felt like i wanted to rip it out of myself so so painful and the thing is i know stories of people who've had that like their womb has expelled it or it's gone through the lining and perforate and you're just like but it was so incredibly painful and I've been sent home from work so many times Mm. with the pain of it and just vomiting randomly in a bin because I can't deal with it and then I had the hormone one and it has changed my life so so anyone thinking of getting the coils there you go there's a (laughs) low down on it um I tried the implant for a bit yeah um I didn't take to it some of these things your body's just don't I just was continually bleeding I was like fuck this noise and um, they whipped it out. It's weird to have done though, because they do just make a little incision and just place it underneath your skin ah. and stitch it up. Oh, it's weird, man. Yeah, really weird. That is so odd. Yeah, I, I remember like when you see someone who's got them and they show you. Yeah, you can, you can feel, feel it, it under the skin. It's really, really weird, and they last ages, like three to five years, something yeah. like that. That's what I really like though about having something that's just there. Yeah, and it's doing its thing, and you don't have to worry about it, and you can like, well, with a coil, you can pop your fingers up and just check that the strings are still in the right place. Ah. What do you mean, ah, the woman who fucking loves a wank and you're bulking the idea of putting your fingers up there? There's a string. Yeah, but it's like hanging down and out of your (laughs) pussy. I can see it now. (laughs) (laughs) Just yank it. Trailing along behind you. No, it's just, you know, just a health check thing. Mm. But I've had one for so long, but I don't don't have periods really either. I get like a little bit of cramping occasionally, but I don't bleed. Which is great. I'm glad I don't have periods. Obvious reasons, they're annoying. Yeah. Um, but they just, I mean, maybe it's because of my other health problems. I hate feeling weakened in any way. And they can really take it out of you. Mm. I hate that. And I you can hate it. get, not, I don't have it too, too much, but I have in the past, and I know people who get it way worse than me, is the, the, the mood um, symptoms of PMS. Yeah. Like I, I get, or I used to get a lot of pain mm. and I might be a bit more likely to cry at stuff, mm. but I tended to get more physical symptoms like that back pain, mouth ulcers. Mouth ulcers? Yeah. If, if I'm hormonal, um, sometimes my boobs get bigger. That's positive. Mm. But I had one time my mouth like just filled with ulcers all around the inside of my lips and it was like 16 of the fuckers. That's horrific. It's awful because of the hormone. It just does it sometimes. But I know people who get like incredible mood squints. 
I, I got ulcers on my tongue once because oh. I had special braces and they rubbed on my tongue. Yeah. It was horrendous. Well, yeah, I had one a few weeks ago. I was saying, like, oh, if I'm speaking a bit strangely, it's good. It's a bit strangely. Yeah. It's just, the, oh, on the tongue, it's so much worse. Oh, it was horrendous. It was huge. I went through hell to get these teeth of mine. <laughs> Worth it, though. If I'm sounding a bit dopey, listeners, it's because I've been drinking a lot this week <laughs> and it's caught up on me because I'm older. 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 Um, just so you know, we um, had a flat outing and got wasted. And we'll put the pictures on Twitter for you to see. <laughs> <laughs> it was good fun. But, well, you say we had a flat outing. You've been out four times this week. I've been drunk four times this Because that's how one does a birthday. Yeah, yeah, that's how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. Really, really immature. Yeah. And I'm really behind in all my work. Yeah, exactly. I read today that Pope Francis, who is the current Pope, Um, is trying to reverse the... Because Catholics don't believe in birth control. Absolutely not. And he's trying to reverse that with the church. He wants it to... Yeah. How how modern is that? That's extraordinary. He's the Pope. I I have heard good things about this Pope, though. I hear he's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, for a a head of the Catholic Church, he's quite progressive. (laughs) You've got a progressive head of the Catholic Church. And then you've got a twat like Jacob Rees-Mogg's. Who, do, who doesn't believe in abortion at all in any circumstances. Even under rape, even under... Rape, fetal, incest... Um, fetal abnormality. Or anything, which is horrendous. And he is in a modern government in the Western world and still thinking that. And he's a potential contender for the next leader of the Conservatives. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, I he's going for it, it sounds like. I haven't been reading that much about him because I'm just so sick of it. He's a, he's a Somerset one as well, which I'm, I particularly find issue with. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a Somerset MP, and I'm like, absolutely not. Don't you dare come <laughs> representing my home county like that. Yeah, no, man. But no, he's completely arse backwards mm. in terms of his attitude towards birth control. And, I mean, the whole issue with abortion and people saying that you know you've got pro-choice and pro-life like no it's pro-choice and anti-choice what you don't mean pro-life you have just decided that you believe that a bunch of cells has as much human humanity and right to life as a fully grown woman yeah and I find that so problematic. Yeah. It's like, the moment a woman is pregnant, she has less value than a collection of cells inside her. Yeah. And I, it feels very much to me, people would say, oh, it's their religious beliefs. It's like, cool, that's your religious beliefs. Don't bring it into politics. Mm. And don't try and impose your views on others. If you don't like abortion, don't have abortion. Yeah. Just don't do it. Abortion you just agree. Um, you've done quite a bit of research on the on abortions. Yeah. One thing I'll say about it is I don't. We're doing this is about birth control. Abortion is not a, what I'd call a form of birth control. It is a last resort if something has gone a bit wrong, or you are in a situation um, where that baby is not going to happen. I don't like it when someone treats it as oh well I think that's an option. It's like no, let's try everything. Make sure you're putting it, doing everything else first because it's a hell of a lot to put your body through. It is, but at the same time, I would say it's it's absolutely a form of birth control. But in terms of definition, it's about taking the right of you and your body mm. and making an informed decision about what you want. Like yeah, we all, most of us, I imagine, practice at least one form of birth control in terms of pill the coil um sponges like weird shit rhythm method whatever you want and probably use condoms as well if you're you know not with a kind of long-term partner yeah because they're dirty exactly and just for safety you do that and yet sometimes you can be on all of these different forms of preventative birth control prophylactics and sometimes it just doesn't work and if you're in a position where you're like i'm not ready for a child i don't want a baby then the the ability to go to a doctor and mm. have a pregnancy terminated, I think is incredibly important. Oh, yeah, accidents happen, and I would have to have one straight away because of the drugs I'm on. I'm straight down there. Mm. Um, but I don't like sloppiness when it comes to birth control from young women, and then that becomes the option. It's like you just haven't tried. But would you argue it. that someone being sloppy means that they should have to raise a child? No, no, they should. No, no, I'm not saying don't have the abortion. <laughs> Go and do that, but um, uh, you know, make the effort. Yeah, there's, there's with all the different contraceptions, and you can have the morning after pill, which I've never taken. I don't believe it's particularly pleasant for you, but it's again, that's another. Uh, I took it once, but um, I didn't have any nasty effects because I don't mm. think I was pregnant. But I was not a fucking chance this. No, I've... so there's nothing to get too mixed up with. But um, I hear it's yeah, it's no fun. I've had a number of pregnancy scares. Usually, it's just because 
you know, like you, you're a bit late or your boobs feel a bit sensitive. Crazy scared of oh my god, man. about a few. And Piss it... on a stick and you're there praying. Yeah, they're going, oh my god, this could change everything. And just like, this is. But every time it's been negative, never been pregnant as far as I'm aware. Mm. And the thing is, I've got a coil, so I if I did get pregnant, it wouldn't be able to implant. Like the the, the possibility that a sperm has impregnated an egg of mine is totally there mm. because the coil's there to prevent implantation. And because it's a hormone one, it um, makes the womb a hostile environment. Hostile. Ah! <laughs> um, leasing low-level doses. And, um, yeah, it's possible that an egg has been fertilised but then has been expelled from my body. Like, that's probably happened on a number of occasions. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I know that there are some hardcore... Um, pe- people of religious beliefs believe that that's like I'm having a mini abortion every time that happens. Mm. There are people who object to birth control on just you know taking a pill mm. is a form of you know abortion. It's like people's, <laughs> I, but that's, that's what I brilliant. hate. I fucking hate people's religious beliefs on that. Like, don't impose it well, also, on other people. As well, that's just completely incorrect. That's not how the pill works. I'm not every time I'm taking it killing a killing a baby inside me I know spare me it's mad but that that was the thing about when I was doing research on abortions I was like do you know what I completely value the fact that in the UK actually it is not completely legal is what I learned it's Mm -hmm. it's legal under specified circumstances in the UK obviously apart from um, Ireland and the Republic of Ireland Um, specified circumstances what is it like a doctor what it means is that you have to meet certain criteria in order to be granted an abortion. Yeah. Um, and two doctors have to sign off on it still. That's still a thing. And that's from the Abortion Act from 1967. So we're now over 50 years in mm. from having an abortion act because before that it was completely illegal. You could go to prison, so could your medical practitioner. Never stops the fact that there will be abortions. People, well, that, that and that, again, if you're like, I'm against it, but I'm pro-life, what you should be is pro the life of the woman who's putting herself in a very dangerous situation to get an illegal backstreet abortion and is more likely to die. Yeah. If you really value her life, you will want to provide her with an opportunity to look after herself properly. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, you mess... are not pro-life. Yeah, as well, Posey can mess your shit up. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. What well, friends of mine have gone through, uh, you know, irreversible damage done to their bodies. Yeah. And, ir- and irreversible mm. damage done to the fucking life that they are bringing into the world. Mm. If you have a pregnancy that you do not want, and this is why I'm just like, if I get pregnant and me not wanting to have a baby, mm-hmm. I think is enough reason to get an abortion. Like, yeah. I practice birth control. If I get pregnant, I don't want to have a baby, I will get an abortion mm. or I will seek one. I think the the reason that it probably would be okay. I'd have to get sign off. And it's, you have to get the doctors to agree in good faith that um, continuing with the pregnancy would be a greater risk to the mother than terminating. Yeah. And because pregnancy is risky, mm. like it, genuinely, it's a very risky thing to the body. Giving birth um, up until not that long ago, it was in, in um, other countries, is a leading cause of death for women. But it was um, Serena Williams most recently, and she had, she had a terrible time of it. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly dangerous. Life. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, pregnancy by its nature is a greater health risk than having the abortion. So that's why most people um, who want one can get one in this country. But at the same time, it isn't legal necessarily unless you meet those criteria with and have yeah. a doctor sign off and a doctor could choose not to. What I'd say is well, it's probably why that criteria is still in place so far off. And I hate to be the one to say it, but it's also probably money as well. It's the NHS. You can get this for free, which is sick. Mm. But they can't just give it away to anybody. They have to have certain criteria on it. Maybe. Which is just a sad way of the world really um, again but, but i can get you can, but that it is that you can get it for free and the criteria isn't impossible to meet no not at all and you can get it privately if you want um if you have those resources you can pay and most doctors are probably game anyway i think yeah. people worry that a doctor's gonna make a judgment on it's like they're a fucking doctor exactly the my main issue with it is that i don't it's something that concerns my body and my future well-being my financial status literally changing everything about my life Mm. should have to be in the hands of two other people Mm. that I have to go I don't want to have this baby can you let me not have this baby please Mm. I find that absolutely archaic in this day and age and most of Europe just allows you to do it Oh, God, yeah. we really are so behind, and we're leaving them. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and that's the thing. We've got... The, those are the criteria that are in place. If you look at Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, completely illegal over there, and um, most politicians, like, they're so divided. Mm. But that's the one issue they all agree on, because 
on, on Protestant and Catholic sides yeah. of people saying, I read this one quote and I can't remember the name of the politician who said it, obviously a fucking man, who said, <laughs> who said like, why should the real victim of a rape mm. be the one who suffers? What he meant was the real victim of the rape is the child that results from the rape. What? Yeah. If, if a woman gets pregnant because she's raped then actually the victim of that rape is that child. So why punish them by killing them? And you're like, oh, get fucked. What? No. (laughs) What the hell? But good news, they're going to have a plebiscite in May, before the end of May, a referendum on whether or not um, abortion should be legalised up to 12 weeks. Sick. So that's a huge step forward. So that's about... um, repealing abolishing the eighth amendment to the irish constitution it's really important that's happening soon like sending full support and vibes to everyone like please vote to abolish it that would be amazing um and (laughs) this was one thing like that made me really laugh about you mentioned jacob rees mogg Mm. so vocally against abortion Mm -hmm. do you know how he makes some of his money yeah yeah from the sale of illegal abortion pills in Indonesia. Yeah, he's got shares in the company, hasn't he? Piece of shit. I know, I know. He's such I mean, hypocritical I, piece of crap. I don't. I, obviously, I'm not going to agree with his opinions, but that he sticks by them, and they are fairly informed. It's like, all right, fine. And the guy is Catholic as well, so there's a religious implication there. Fine, and I'll, you know, I'll listen to his opinion. But when it's total hypocrisy, yeah, it's like fuck you, dude. Yeah. That's just, that's just lower than low yep. for me. Absolutely fuck him in the eye. I have no... <laughs> Skull fuck. No time for anything like that. I find it so abhorrent that that's a thing. But the reason that I think it is a really important thing to talk about is like the current state is the under certain circumstances in the UK, we can have an abortion if we seek mm. one. But that's not a guaranteed right. Mm. There are people vocally campaigning to get rid of that right and that always have been ever since 1967 when it became legal Mm. and there are religious groups there are non-religious groups who are campaigning for it and claiming that um a fetus has the same rights as the mother Mm. and i think we have to remain vigilant Mm. in making sure that we don't go backwards because as you say we live in the european union (laughs) (laughs) apparently i mean when it happens people like jacob rees-mogg could become the next leader of the conservatives yeah we've got to watch out like in america they're still having a terrible time there are people um shooting up abortion clinics yeah yeah so nice them uh protesting you know and you will rock up to one and be made to feel like shit yeah (laughs) Um, bring it back around to what I said about uh, hormones, what we're dosing our bodies up with. Mm. There's something I want to push forward is that more research is done yeah. to find out the later implications. If my mum knew that HRT could be the cause of her breast cancer, she probably wouldn't have taken it. However, she had the menopause and had to find a way to cope. Mm. She now cannot have any estrogen near her and is now on a treatment, it's hormone therapy, which you go on after these cancers after they've um, removed the tumours to eradicate her body of all its estrogen so that it can't happen again. Oh, wow. And trust me, that is no fun. Yeah, no. And I dread to think what it's going to be for our lot. And why isn't there more money going into it? Well, I and mean... more time. There's an obvious answer to that, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> if it... Because it's a female issue. Well, that's it. And well, it's I, never prioritised. There was a wonderful piece, I think it was, in, was it in the pool, and it said about endometriosis, yeah. um, which is a heartbreaking condition for most women, um, will affect your quality of life and your fertility. And you can get a bloke's sexual dysfunction for blokes is so treated and easily done. You know, take this, that's fine. But for us to get half of these things, even on the pill sometimes, you have to be put through it. Yeah. And I have to have three month checks for mine as well. What? Yeah, yeah. There's cute. Oh, for God's sake. Why is it so much harder? And why isn't the research being put in? So we've got to put up with, yeah, birth control in whatever forms it is, which can be very hard going, as Sarah just said about hers. So that, yeah, um, it's all the stuff, like the pain that you're put through, what mm. it does to your body hormonally, mm. how it can make you feel like emotionally unbalanced, how it can cause depression, mm. how some people become suicidal from the hormones. And a huge amount of women our age now are stopping the pill because they're trying to get pregnant and some of them dose themselves up with other hormones <laughs> to induce fertility. And then by the time you've done all of that and you raise the damn kids, you hit the menopause. And then you're going to take a load more to try and cope with that. And then what you probably end up with, cancer. It's just... More <sighs> money and more time has got to go into, um, I think, healthier ways for us to live. Yeah. And stop being treated as vessels as well. Oh my God. That's something that stayed with me when I was at university. One of my lecturers, she said she got fed up when she was pregnant. Everyone treated her like she was just this vessel. There wasn't a person behind this bump. It's... They were always talking to her as a pregnant woman. Yeah. 
it did a fucking nut. I'm not surprised. And that, again, that's a huge um, issue that I have. Like, I can't... I find it very hard to separate my feelings on motherhood from just my personal, like, really not maternal. Mm. And my political sense of, I refuse to be nothing more than a fucking walking womb. Mm. I am not a baby-making machine. My purpose in this life is not to create another one. Mm. Like, great if it happens, great if it doesn't. Yeah. Do you, boo. Mm. But I can't... I, I hate the idea that I am only as important as my ability yeah. to procreate. To produce. And... Birth control is a fucking miracle. It's a miracle drug. It created the sexual revolution. There's so much that's good about it, but mm. the the side effects are, are, can be horrendous. Yeah. But then periods themselves can be horrendous, and endometriosis is horrendous, and it's not taken seriously. Yeah, I just think we should be making life um, a bit easier for women of what our bodies have to go through. Exactly. And, oh, there was an article this week, actually, about scientifically confirmed that period pain is as painful as a heart attack. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, mm. yeah, we've been we've been saying this, yeah. and we do it once a month yeah, for the most part. And you just go, if if men had periods and men could mm. carry children, then I have no doubt in my mind that access to abortion would be quickly and freely given, yeah. and that the pain management side and the hormone side would be taken seriously and given way more research. Because like you said, erectile dysfunction has so much research dedicated to it. Mm. And men in the US can get Viagra on um, their health insurance Mm. at work, but women can be denied birth control on their health insurance at work now. Brilliant. (laughs) Give me a Give me strength. I think, I think we need to... I think we need to <laughs> yeah, ourselves worked up. I'm going for pizza later. <laughs> we need to be in a good mood for pizza. I just yeah. want pizza. Yeah. We're really excited about this pizza oh more than God. anything else this week. That's what yeah. I'm really looking forward to. I'm horny for pizza. Mm. Slutty for pizza is what I am. Slutty for pizza. So much. I, I want to talk about um, Georgie's... One of Georgie's birthday presents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we've already discussed, I'm a big fan of Melania Trump's. She is my role model... And um, Sarah got me a terrific book, Melania Trump, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About America's Future, Now First Lady, by Talia Rose. Thank you, Talia Rose, for writing this. It's, I wouldn't call it a book. It's no. more of a pamphlet um, because there really is not a lot to say on them, and it is just comedy gold. It really is. It hasn't even got page numbers. No, but I understand <laughs> from Amazon that it's 26 pages long. 26 pages long. It's just terrific. And um, uh, we've got chapters on her speech, um, an interview that she did, and also some famous quotes, which I'll read to you now. Are you going to do the voice? <laughs> Mel- Lanny's getting to character. <clears throat> Your word is my bond. That's the one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I drink coffee. <laughs> I drink coffee, but I don't drink Starbucks. My son likes it. The, what do you call it? The Frappuccino. That's Melania <laughs> talking about her coffee preferences. That's it. That's a... Um, this was in an interview with Us Weekly. I'm very political. I'm not political in public. I'm political at home. That's on whether she talks politics with her husband. Um, Tumbleweed. And this one I like. Women are treated equal. He treats women equal. Defending her husband's treatment of women. <laughs> I mean, this is fascinating. It's brilliant. I'm doing a set tomorrow night. I'm just going to read from this. It's great. Um, so I'm so glad that I'm helping to further and fuel Georgie's comedy career by yeah, thanks, uh, <laughs> infusing more Trump. And um, I'll read you some more um, next time. <laughs> that was the Melania section of the podcast. Melania, what we can... I think we've all got a lot to think about. We do. wonderful wise words from a pretty extraordinary lady. Absolutely. Georgie, do you have any wankable material? Wait, it's called the Wank Bank. It's called the Wank Bank, yeah. Anything in your Wank Bank this week? Um, no, I don't have anything in the Wank Bank. Um, it's been too, you've been too busy getting drunk. I've been too busy getting drunk and getting in trouble. Okay, if we've got nothing for the Wank Bank this week, then I think... I feel like I've let you all down. It's just been a busy week. No time for it. I haven't had time. No. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do think I have fallen in love with somebody. Oh, God. <laughs> I've been going on and on, but I can't say any more because he's in... Or she 
is in the industry. <laughs> oh, I like how you just injected that air of mystery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she. Um, and one way or another, I'm going to have sex with him. One way or another. Georgie's going to get you. Um, I'm utterly determined. I don't, if he's got a girlfriend, I'm splitting them up. Well, we will keep you updated. On... I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> on that <laughs> oh, we need to live tweet it as it goes yeah your seduction oh that's a point what we will do we, we need to take a picture of um, your Melania book oh yeah and we'll share it on our Hungle Twitter you can find us on Twitter at Hungle Queens we are on Facebook Facebook slash Queens of the Hungle we are on Instagram at Hungle Queens as well and you can email us if you fancy just being like oi <laughs> Biatches, how's it going? And yeah. that's Queens of the Hungle at gmail.com. And now I think <laughs> we spurred by the um the release of of a film that we've already spoken about. Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> KGB <week>. motherfucker. <laughs> I'll be on day. Is of course Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Um, Jennifer Lawrence is hot shit at the moment. Yeah. And it's not just the release of Red Sparrow, it's also just been a tirade. I mean, she can't, you know, fart without it being on Twitter. Yeah, do you know what I mean? She wore a dress, so that made um, news. And then... um, other things, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, uh, too many things. You're you're um you're Bay, aren't you? I am. I am Bay. Cool. So I'm a I'm a kick us off. I'm I'm going in absolutely not chronological order for once here. But I I did a fair amount of research on her, and I have to say, after doing research on her, I really like. Her. <laughs> so that you know that worked. Information is you know knowledge is power, yeah. and I feel I feel quite drawn to J Law. So she is a. Uh, self-described um, feminist. She advocates for body positivity uh, in women. She's a vocal critic of the Hollywood gender pay gap, which I don't know if you remember when she did American Hustle. Mm. It was revealed that her and Amy Adams got mm. paid substantially less than all the guys. Yeah, that was appalling. And she she wrote about it, yeah. which, you know, when you're like, oh, oh, that's courageous. But actually, it is. It can lose you work. Mm. When you're talking, especially if you're talking explicitly about money. Yeah. And yeah, she wrote a whole essay on the fact and about the gender pay gap. So I'm just like, yeah, go you. Um, She is a vocal critic of politicians who are opposed to same-sex marriage. Um, So in a 2015 Vogue interview, rather than be talking about whatever film she was working on at the time or what she's wearing, she took the opportunity to call out a Kentucky County clerk called Kim Davis, who is opposed to same-sex marriage. I'm like, that is something I find really impressive and actually really worthwhile and it's really refreshing mm. for people in positions of kind of influence, which she is. She's undoubtedly incredibly influential oh, yeah. from a young age. And she can use that influence to call out things that she sees as wrong. And I'm like, that's hun behaviour for me. Um, I will just add, American Hustle is rubbish and it's too long. Is it? I haven't seen it, so... Don't bother. Can't. They're good in it, but it's rubbish film. Fair. She was raised in a Republican household, um, but one assumes she might have relinquish that along the way um but she's criticized the party's stance on women's rights which is no surprise whatsoever she hates trump she said that the world would end if he got into power demonstrably not true yet but you know (laughs) fair enough she is a big she's big on her charity work yeah and her donations but not just donating money she gives a lot of time she gives support to the World Food Programme, Feeding America and The Thirst Project. She's partnered with the United Nations to publicise poverty and hunger. She raised over $40,000 for St Mary's Centre, which is a disabilities organisation. She launched the Jennifer Lawrence Foundation in 2015, which supports loads of different charities. And um, in 2016, she gave two million of her personal wealth to the COSA Children's Hospital. She's a board member of Represent Us, it might be Represent US, but it looked like Represent Us when I read it, which is a non-profit seeking to pass anti-corruption laws in the US. See, like, she's not resting on her laurels, is Lawrence. She's doing a Jesus. lot of work here. She, um, where's she got the time from? I don't know. That's the thing. She always seems to you be know, working. Are, yeah, these films are big that she does. You can't whip them up in a couple of weeks. And she was one of the 300 Hollywood women who set up the Time's Up initiative um, and the fund that's giving, the Legal Defence Fund. So... Like, she's 
genuinely quite impressive. She's pretty on it like Sonic, mate. Yeah, she's yeah. not just an actor who's there to do the job and look pretty. Gin in tonic. Yeah, she's good. Nice I... Sonic car bonnet. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back and had a look at her kind of early life, pre all of this stuff. Because actually, in terms of being a bayonet, I find her acting work to be like not the important part of this yeah it's like you can like her or not as an actor that kind of to me is completely besides the point of this Mm. i'm like whatever but actually in terms of her you know the whole deeds not words thing and making a difference clearly she does that and she has her beliefs and she's very vocal about them and gives a lot of her time and money i find that really cool Mm. um she's the daughter of a construction worker and a summer camp manager that's adorable (laughs) um her mother raised her to be tough like her two older brothers does that sound like anyone you know (coughs) (laughs) (coughs) no (laughs) um she wasn't allowed to play with little girls as a child because she was too rough with them (laughs) <laughs> she was quite an anxious and hyperactive child and so she had quite a hard time of it but she found that that all went away when she was performing on the stage like that was her first kind of taste of it and hilariously her first ever acting assignment was age nine playing a prostitute in a church play righto the fuck <laughs> This is getting a bit weird, actually. One of my first roles was playing a prostitute. You do play prostitutes quite a lot. Yeah, I, and then the, the next role I was given was a prostitute as well. See, there but you go. They're totally different, though. <laughs> Georgie Morel, J-Lot, are they the same? Who knows? <laughs> um, I'd say that she's demonstrably quite a headstrong individual. She, obviously, you know, she's outspoken and falls over on the red carpet and does silly things and... Mm seems incredibly down to earth but she was spotted by a talent scout when she was 14 Mm. um who was like come and read for agents let's do a cold reading she impressed them a lot and her mother then tried to convince her that they were lying to her which i find really fucking weird but her mother was not particularly supportive of her acting she wanted her to do modeling if she was going to do anything in that oh right and lawrence was like no i i want to be an actor yeah. dropped out of school age 14 oh, shit. and pursued acting because that was what she wanted to do Christ, lucky it worked out then well exactly um and she's obviously been working pretty much ever since mm. and then even then between acting jobs when she was out in like new york and la probably la more she'd go back home and work as an assistant nurse on her mother's summer camp. Oh, come on. I know, right? Oh, for the love of her, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so people are saying like, oh, down to earth and trying to criticise her for not actually... I'm like, no, clearly she is. She's, she's not from a kind of some privileged Hollywood background. She's earned her stripes. And she's... what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> she's managed... I, I, I'm quite strong for her, for a bay on this one. So go, Georgie, try and destroy that. Okay. Nay, Jennifer Lawrence. Going by the Red Sparrow trailer and our mate who's seen it, she's shit at accents. <laughs> Lol. I don't just blame her for that. I blame the casting of her. If she couldn't do the accent well enough, don't fucking cast him. And also, I mean, an accent coach can do wonders. Who did they get to do it? Do you know what I mean? Know. Or they didn't get somebody to do it, I guess. But then it sounds like Jeremy Irons was not much better. <laughs> Jeremy Irons, bless. I do fancy him, though. Mm-hmm. I think um, the whole down-to-earth thing, it's too... It's, she tries too hard, and I, it backfires for me. Oh, yeah? And guys, I'm clutching your straws with this one. <laughs> I really am. But it does, like, you know, I just eat whatever I want, and I'm just like everybody else. She's got the quite sort of deep, monotone voice, which she does. is quite entertaining. I think it's quite sexy. It's um, I find it quite irritating, but... Well, I've got a conclusion as to my attitude towards Lawrence. Excellent. Um, yeah, it, it tries too hard. You know, I'm just like everybody else. And it's like, well, you're not, are you? You're incredibly wealthy and incredibly famous. Just admit that and be yourself a bit more. However, she's very young. She's mm. only 27. Yeah. You know, she grows and worked out, you know, quite who she is and all of that. And, you know, and being in that... God, I mean, she's got no privacy. No. And well, I mean, Evidently the photos those, being leaked. That, poor, I, she, I, that breaks my heart. I just think that's awful. Yeah. Oh, she made a little jibe at our Joanna Lumley at the BAFTAs. I watched it earlier. Apparently, it was like an in-joke with Lumley, but uh-huh. it just came across. It just bombed. Oh, dear. And it was basically, Lumley gave her this wonderful introduction, and then Jennifer Lawrence goes, um, that's a bit much, Joanna. And it was like, oh, all right. But they'd actually been having a little joke before they went on. Oh. And I think um, what she said, she was saying to Lumley, you know, well, say something amazing about me, just having a bit of a banter, but... um she should know better and um, Joanna Lumley is a national treasure <laughs> don't criticise Lumley don't criticise Lumley um, mother was shit I'm sorry it was so bad she shouldn't have agreed to do it 
Um, it's good that she is doing some riskier work and taking chances on stuff, but it was just gratuitous nonsense. And I'm going to hold her, as well as Aronofsky, as responsible for that. I'm definitely holding Darren Aronofsky responsible Certainly for that pile of nonsense. Yeah, fucking idiot. Um, I think that falling over on the red carpet and when she got to go at her Oscar, I think she did it deliberately. <laughs> there, I said it. It's out there. I think it was a PR stunt. And, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I fall over but when I wear a big dress. And it's like, ah, shut up. <laughs> I have issues with, um, she bandies around self-empowerment a lot. In, she has particularly with Red Sparrow, she gets her kit off in it. And having those new pictures, she's the spot of getting her own back on that. Taking Reclaim, responsibility yeah, back. Like, reclaiming yeah, no, it, her body as hers. And it's like, yeah, sure. Is it though? Is it? Are there other ways you could have done that? Maybe. Just some thought. However, again, she's young. I can see how doing that probably makes sense to her and how much it probably hurt. Oh my as God, well. so much. Yeah, because I was thinking of Kate Middleton as well, because she had those topless pictures taken of her, and I just think, God, that just makes my stomach turn. It's so low, isn't it? Now, I realise my argument is not strong. <laughs> because... <laughs> She's going to make it anyway. I like I like to make fun of Jennifer Lawrence a lot. Um, I think she opens herself up to it, and I reckon if I met her and made fun of her, she would laugh along with me. I think the reason I dislike her is because I see myself in her. I knew it! That's basically it. I bloody it. knew it! Uh, she's very headstrong, she's hardworking, she's determined. Those are all of the things that I am as well. And we both want to make some sort of change in the world. So it's I basically see her as a rival. And I think if we if we were to meet and hang out, we'd get on really well, and that irritates me even more. Yeah, and she'd probably really like me. And it's just, yeah. I agree. I think you two would have a great time. I think it would be, um, uh, yeah, a a dangerous relationship so it's that basically it's that weird <laughs> complex thing it doesn't really make any sense but I do really enjoy making fun of her I'm never going to stop doing that that's fine I th- Lawrence. maybe let's call it like that's a sign of affection because you do tend to I, rip the piss I love ripping the piss it gets me through it gets me up each morning it's ripping the piss with him, but that's how I show affection we've noticed if I don't if I ignore you then yeah if I'm not playing with you at all then I just I'm sorry I don't like you or you've bored me then heaven help you yeah good luck yeah that's my way of you know it's ribbon and all of that but I think that's what you get from growing up with brothers and but my brothers were like lads so it was that sort of thing yeah. and um, also it, I, it makes me laugh Fair. and if I meet people who can't take it then they're also a write off as well but I like it when it comes back on me as yeah. well oh she loves it she I gets get... this little giggle <laughs> it's a really really horrible little cackle because our flatmate does it a lot and I really love it because then it's like I've got something to play with now I've got something to bounce off yeah she likes and, um, the back and forth and you have to be able to laugh at yourself doing what I do or you're fucked well, I mean, if you're a comedian and you can't laugh at yourself... Yeah, do you know what I mean? There's a problem. Yeah, then you're going to uh, struggle. Um, I think she's easily a bay, and I think she's going to yeah. do some extraordinary things. Um, I just find her irritating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't you say she uh, is reportedly taking a year off? Yes, she's um, bailing for a year on acting. She's not filming any new projects for a year to work with. I think represent she's going to do a lot more with. Mm. And it's basically to get young people interested in politics. Yeah, which um, is... So important. It's an incredible thing to do, and she has my full support. However, I just hope she does it well, because <laughs> some I've seen other uh, famous people they get involved in politics, and it doesn't it does more damage. And maybe, but do you know what? I, I hope have, she knows her shit. Basically, I have no doubt that she does know her shit, and that this will go well because. I did not know any of this stuff about her charitable work, mm. and so until I took the time to research it, and that's the thing. Like the information is there, but she doesn't go around bragging about what a great person she is. And just yeah, no. like she's it. Do, it seems completely the opposite of self-serving. She's doing it because it's something she believes in. Mm. And if you're doing something because you believe in it, you're not trying to score points. You're not trying to virtue signal. Then that is all I can ask for, really. Yeah. Actually, so I, I have I have faith. I'm sure she's going to do really, really fucking well. I just burped a bit then when you were talking. Sorry, mate. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you think I can have a beer later? Or do you think that'll be risky? Well, I think you could. I equally think you said you weren't going to drink. I think I need one to even me back out. <laughs> then, yeah. Do you lie, mate? Thanks, Bradis. I just want pizza. You're the best. I know. So, speaking of the best... The best. Um, Bradders, who is your Hun of the Week? My Hun of the Week... Me! Is... 
You can't see the look she just gave me. You just shut up. <laughs> one, one day it will be. One day it will when I do something good. But not this week. This week, my hand of the week is... For the first time, actually, I think I don't think I've done a guy before, mm-hmm. and I'm choosing a guy who I don't think anyone would ever expect to be my hand of the week, but he is, and that is former Prime Minister John Major. Yeah, Major, he's quality, isn't he? Hilarious. So, yeah, obviously, no particular love for this guy, but if you are friends with me on Facebook, you'll see that I posted a link to the full speech that he gave on Brexit mm. at the Creative Industries Federation like last week, and it's so insightful yeah and it's so kind of it's clear it's concise it's very well written i it's probably better to read it than listen to him because you know he's got the john major voice but (laughs) yeah i i found it i found it a really good antidote to the whole slanging match that's going on about brexit and neither side can speak to each other civilly at the moment and i really appreciate lots of um plotting as well uh they're just because they're all trying to they want Theresa May's job. Um, exactly. Yeah, he's um, he's a Tory, but he's not really. He's, yeah. he's a very mild Tory. Um, he says it. It's like I'm, I'm a lifelong conservative, and I don't like speaking speaking out against my party. But basically, he he's articulated what my issue is, and it's like you can't, in good conscience, as a government, your your job, if you're in power, is to ensure the prosperity and the success and safety and happiness of your nation. By pursuing Brexit, you are doing the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, interestingly, him and Blair have both been weighing in a lot on Brexit and they're both worth listening to. Yeah. I, of course, I don't agree with a lot of the decisions they've made over the years, but um, they, they know what they're talking about and they've got a good outside perspective on it. Also, John Major, he brought in um, disability living allowance when in, during his government. So you go, actually does have hunger credentials. So yeah, he's he's my unexpected hun of the week. <laughs> Who's oh, yours, I love that. John Major's a hun. Uh-huh, totally hun. Who's yours? Mine is, um, uh, she's a friend of mine and a fellow comedian performer, uh, Karen Hobbs. Karen um, did a show about when she had cervical cancer. She's now been raising awareness to get your smears done and oh if you can the hpv um vaccination and she's in the evening standard uh recently they did a feature on her and um she's being absolutely tireless with it brilliant something as simple as a smear um if i hadn't had mine done uh a couple of years ago i'd have cervical cancer now jesus because i have those positive cells um and my body can't change them back because it's weird um <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have that ability. Uh, so yeah, shout out to uh, Karen, and I'll um, actually see her in the end of the month at a gig. Lovely. I'm going to um, demonstrate my ignorance here. You know, it's up, like the vaccination, mm. HPV. We obviously, as you said, it came in after we'd got past the age, yeah. but could we still not have it? No, it's something to do with age. It has to be. Yeah, Fuck. I know. Um, it's really unfortunate. It's. Uh, I think it's because maybe we might be able to still where they develop it more and shit, but no. It's you have to be in your teens, I think. Oh, damn it. I know, we, we'd miss it like, quite a few years, actually. Fine, we're just, yeah, out to pasture now, we're way, way but it's, too um, old. It also annoys me that doesn't get more um, exposure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's absolutely revolutionary for young women. No, but really good point. There you go. Uh, well, on <laughs> on that, like, slightly like that, and so, yeah, uh, no. yeah, I I hope you all enjoy your time in the snow, what's left of it. Mate, stay, it's like all gone. It's melting it's here. Now. I mean, stay safe out there, because people have died in this. It's not Ooh, all fun um, again. The actress Sarah Parrish broke her leg sledding. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the donut. She's having to have her shin pinned. Oh, God. I read in the news today. I oh, know. Oh, that's upsetting. And, oh, quick shout out to my parents, who's cat <laughs> went out and went missing Bloody and now he's Marley. back so he's back and we're all very he's happy back. about that so marley a boy yeah like bob marley right sure not like marley and me oh and a shout out because sarah's parents have got a new cat called bertie yeah yeah that's probably why marley fucked off for a few days i would imagine so who is this twat <laughs> got in a massive huff that a new kitten's arrived in the household yeah. so i will have to go home and visit all of the cats soon and i'm so Makes excited about that all right hungle listeners remember to rate review and subscribe to the podcast if you're on apple podcasts you can review every single episode if you like you can give us a star rating give us five stars i don't deny that every time an episode comes out i just click on five stars yeah mate <laughs> straight away just to you know boost it it helps other people find the podcast and if you have any thoughts on any of the issues we've been talking about today about birth control about abortion about access to healthcare, about jennifer lawrence oh yeah yeah please do tweet us and we will be sharing more bits of melania wisdom yeah um just remember guys if you're ever stuck or you're in a muddle can't make a decision just think what would melania do 
You'll well, find the answers you need. Exactly. Take care, hungry listeners. Bye. Bye. Bye.